This is Trice Talk, live Sunday through Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Hosted by Donald Green and Dennis Lee, a dynamic father and son duo who focus on current events while digging up their past and never forgetting to share a laugh. Now here's the guys. Hey everybody, welcome to Tuesday night edition of Trice Talk. I'm the pedophilias, Donald Wayne. And I am El Helio, Dennis Lee. <laughs> You're what? El Helio. Oh, let me go look that up. Where's my dictionary? El Helio. <laughs> you say that with it rolling off your tongue. El Helio. El, El Helio. Okay, what, what I have to ask, what is El Helio? The sun. <laughs> oh, Helio? I've never heard that word used in, in the sun. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently it is. Um, I don't know exactly. I believe it's um, of, of of Hispanic origi- origins. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Some somebody may tell you one way or the other whether it is or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the that's actually the pronunciation I pulled off of the uh, internet. You know, uh-huh. everything on the internet is. True. True. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, boy, that was pretty quick. You, you actually here. I'll, I'll I'll let you hear what um, she says it is. Oh, oh, we're getting swell. <laughs> Maybe. El hijo. Huh. El hijo. El hijo. El hijo. El hijo. El hijo. Elijo. Welcome to Trice Talk Spanish Lessons 101. <laughs> Anything else you want me to say in Spanish? Not well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, try this one on for size. <laughs> oh, uh, how do you goodness. say, <laughs> well, <sighs> got your lips stuck to a frozen pole? Maybe uh, how they say chicken? I don't know. Um, chicken. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I should know that one. Uh, uh, because they had several chicken places. Uh, they had one mix. Polo. Uh, yeah. Was it Polo Loco? Polo Loco, yeah. What, yeah up there well, on uh, Barrett Parkway? Caribbean type place, wasn't it? I don't know. I never did uh, go in the place. I never did either. I just, it didn't, I don't know. I mean, after Chick-fil-A and, and Zaxby's, I mean, how many chicken places do you need, really? Um, Apparently, plenty. Um, all the price <laughs> of chicken has gone up big time. Oh, I know, I know. Um, along with everything else, uh, right. uh, but there's there's no inflation. There's nothing to see here. No, because <laughs> it's called hyperinflation here. If we don't <laughs> if we don't get a grasp on it, it'll be hyperinflation. Did you say get grass on it? Is that what you said? Uh, no, that's a story later. Um, no, get a grasp on it. Did I oh, say grasp. get grasp on it? I don't know. I, I uh, thought uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to transform that. You better have the clock on it. <laughs> well, well, I I hope I don't. I hope I never have the need Indeed. for that Indeed. medicinal, you know, not the need. Um, well... All right, so it's uh, it's Tuesday night in uh, Atlanta, yes, Georgia. Tuesday. Golly, it's just kind of 
It's, it's, I mean, you know, it won't be long. It'll be the end of the month. We'll be talking about the 4th of July. Well, yeah, well, it's nice and steamy out there already, just like the 4th, the 4th of July. Well, I know it, it's been, I mean, it's like, welcome to Georgia. Uh, right, right now, we feel like Florida without mm. the beaches. Of course, yeah. you know, uh, people who live in the middle of Florida, um, I, I, I've never had any desire, although Orlando's kind of a neat area in some ways i mean if i'm gonna live in florida and put up with the heat and the, and the humidity i want to see the ocean i want to see waves coming in and the tide and smell little, it little porpoise jumping out you know in the bay that's right that's right <laughs> i want to see something something jumping in the bay <laughs> you didn't even question that word did you no, I figured I'm just not even gonna not even gonna touch it. <laughs> Usually, you'd say, "What is a porpoise, Donald?" Oh uh, well, you know. Um, so I mean, there's a bunch of stories that have pissed me off the last couple of days. I don't know about you. Oh no, they've been piling up. Sure I mean have. it. If I see one more story about Kamala Harris, I mean, we didn't hear much about her at all for the first five months. Now, all of a sudden, you know, she's uh, cackling and going around the world. I think she's going to rival uh, Hillary Clinton on that cackling department. What do you think? Oh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, they're Did gonna you, have a, a cackle off. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> well. It actually sounds something might be fun, but <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. But it's got Hillary there. A cackle off. Uh, yeah. You ought to pin that. Say a that cackle off. Yeah, say that. Use that for something. Maybe, maybe do a, a a tweet and say, "Y'all want to come to a cackle off?" <laughs> and know. see what kind of responses you get on that. I don't know. What would you have to say about that, Kamala? <laughs> You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But yeah, oh, actually, non-partisan. Yeah, oh boy, oh boy, I'm getting sick. I'm getting I know. Sick. Saw her being interviewed by. Oh gosh, what's that? guy's name from nbc oh i can't think of his name uh anyway he did i think it was nbc he asked her it could be abc who they're all the same ask her about well you haven't been to the border yet and did you see that one she said she responded by saying well i haven't been to europe yet either <laughs> and what's your yeah. point in asking <laughs> well yeah. because you know, you haven't been. Your the president hasn't been. Donald Trump probably went more times in the last year than she'll ever go during the all four years. But yeah, it. I can't. What is that guy? Lester Holt. Oh yeah, Lester Holt. Yeah, yeah Lester's been around long. Yeah, and I he kind of he gave it to her on the last interview he did with her and called her out because uh, she didn't go to the border. Oh, I I wasn't sure what you were referring to, but. Oh, oh my! Oh my goodness! I've never heard it quite expressed that way before. I gotta, but. I gotta watch what I say. I didn't, hey, Moxie. I didn't mean to implement anything. Well, you said he gave uh, it to her on the last interview, and I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> that old I'm, Lester Holt. I mean, really? Yeah. Well, they did refer to hey, Lester Moxie. as 
as her friend. Oh, and uh, but yeah, he's yeah, maybe they're gonna start getting a little bit serious. Um, dun dun dun. Say, uh, we need that. Hey, need Tawny, that. welcome. Hey, uh, Tawny. Yeah, need that shock music. But I think the more that, that we see of her, the more people are going to have a chance to criticize. I love the piece they did uh, today. They were talking about, okay, folks, how in the world did this person that barely garnered any support at all during the, you know, uh, the primary last yeah. year end up being the vice president of the United States, one step away from the button, as they like to say, mm. it just doesn't make sense at all. I say, Okay. Well, anyway, so that's that's the one thing that got me aggravated this afternoon. Um, <laughs> besides no, you the, didn't get aggravated. No, 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 no. I've I should have a license plate that says "Watch out, he's aggravated." Mm. Aggravated. <laughs> George is getting angry. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's not happy. But then somebody'd probably take that as hate speech and mm. or a hate hate tag. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Yep, and then they would be following me around onto the jobs and saying, you know, you don't need to be hiring this guy. Yeah. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he looks harmless. Right. Well, I don't know. He's got that big hammer in his hand. (laughs) I got a hammer and two hoes in my truck. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Jeez. That sounds like a superhero. I'll use, I'll use either one or all three of them. Oh boy. Um, so anyway, got the new intro tonight. Uh, one of several we'll be <laughs> playing with over the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, I, I like the music. The music was good. Yeah, it, it was. It almost seemed it was muffled at the beginning, like it was a little too loud on this end. Oh, was it? I, I you know, that's uh-huh. the only thing I can't not tell about how loud things are i, I wish yeah. if podbeam had some decent meters on their <laughs> on their podbeam, podbeam please take listen yeah we, we need, need some, some meters so we can meters. judge the i mean you know we used to be able to do that when we were doing we were just recording the shows remember we had right audacity yeah. we could tell how loud things were uh but no more not not with that not with these folks well, uh, you know, I guess yeah, I, if I need doing the best I can, I guess. <laughs> if if so, you saying I might need to just bring that up a little or take it down a little? Like take it see. down a little, yeah. Really? Take it down a little, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, which I don't know, um, is I saw this thing. I hope. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? (laughs) Who's doing this to me? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I saw this piece this morning. They got me started real early and they were interviewing uh, this lady named Mara Gay. I don't know if you know her. Supposedly she's something to do with the New York Times. I don't know if she has, if she's a reporter there, if she's some kind of a officer in the company, but she's also affiliated with uh, MSNBC. So somebody was asking her some questions and let me, if you can uh, bear with me a second, you, can you, can you juggle? Like a bridge. 
bridge over trouble waters. She made these comments that were just, I mean, when one of them is about the flag. Did I did I give you the the title the of it was flag? Yeah, dis, her the title of the article is disturbing to see dozens of American flags on trucks in Long Island, New York. Um, and it's about a two and a half minute piece I'm going to play here. Okay. And it'll give you an idea of the gist of what she was saying. All right. And she's so eloquent when she says this. I mean, don't you start. Don't you start. Don't sneak up on me. All right. What? She disappeared. It also exists within our collective psychology. Everyone talks about systemic racism. So what does that mean? It means that it exists within our collective psychology, which means that culture is essentially white. It reflects a white mind. There is a psychological dynamic that is on PTSD repeat every time people of color attempt to directly talk to white people about race. The double bind is even bothering to talk at all. An eerie feeling that's familiar of intense rage and futility. You know what? Hey. Hello, Donald Wayne. Yeah, you know what? I said, golly, that sounds familiar. Well, that's that that's that other lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the other night. Yeah. Somehow or another. Oh, sh- hush. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, she, she keeps rambling on. She does. You can't get rid of her. All right. That was the wrong one. This this is Mara Gay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Where Democrats really need to get serious about talking about what this threat is. Uh, I think you said it really well, Joe, a minute ago, where you talked about uh, the need to stop being surprised by all of this uh, and start taking it seriously. You know, it's really concerning to me that the Democrats haven't just gone ahead at this point and said we're doing this on our own in terms of uh, getting a commission together uh, to explain to the American people how we allow the insurrection to take place in the Capitol. I think that really needs to move forward swiftly. Um, you know, the reality is here that uh, we have a large percentage of the American population. I don't know how big it is, but we have tens of millions of Trump voters who uh, continue to believe that their rights as citizens are under threat by simple virtue of having to share the democracy with others. Um, I think as long as they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness, this is going to continue. We have to figure out how to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate Americanness, America from whiteness. Until we can confront that and talk about that, this is really going to continue. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, uh, Trump flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your country. I own this. And so until we're ready to have that conversation, 
this is going to continue. What really is concerning to me as well is it's, it's not just Democrats in Congress. I think there's a large percentage of Americans, even some of my colleagues uh, in journalism, who are invested in some way in pretending that this isn't the threat that it is. Okay, I'm through with her. Uh, she did all right until she said she compared the American flag. That was a problem for her, seeing all these American flags along with the Trump flags. I can, I can understand people hating the Trump flags, but how you bring the American flag into that same conversation, why does that bother you? Did I lose you, Dennis Lee? Oh, you're muted there. I see. Uh, Anyway, that was the part of what she said that bothered me. I don't know the thing about the pickup trucks. Why is it that, uh, you know, we always, the left always brings up people with pickup trucks. I'm surprised she didn't say she saw a bunch of people at Walmart with Trump flags and, and American flags. But why is it that American flags bother liberals? Well, the media can say whatever they want now, you know. And she's talking about the media, you know, being complacent with some of that stuff. Well, that's BS. We know the media, uh, we know what direction they they tend to lean. But uh, I heard that this morning, and it's a little bit better when you can actually watch her, which once I post this tonight, you'll be able to to watch her say these things. But I just don't understand. Uh, I don't understand we we've now we've drugged the American flag in. and I, I guarantee you within three or four years, if things don't change that they're going to be wanting to change the American flag as well, along with some other things. I'm surprised they haven't wiped in God. We trust off all coinage, all currency in this country. I mean, I know they talked about it a few years ago, but they're just, they're not going to stop until they erase everything and basically start over from scratch. I think that's right. what they want. And and mold it in the image that they want it to be in. So, yeah, which uh, we don't have any time for socialism. Um, no, that's, that's not what we need. <laughs> that's I just, not going to take care of our problems. <laughs> People, uh, I saw another uh, story today where uh, there was another father that took his. He had three kids. Two of them are in, in high school, and uh, they're kind of halfway through high school, so he didn't talk about taking them out. But where his six-year-old goes, he said he took her out of school because they started teaching critical race theory in, in that school, and he said he wasn't going to put up with it. He said, you know, we're going to put her in a Christian school this coming fall. And unfortunately, the bad thing is there's a lot of people in this country that probably feel the same way, but yet they don't really have the money to to send their kids to Christian schools, which to me is the reason why we need to push back against the critical race theory. Um, It's because there's going to be a lot of kids that have no option but to go to public school. And not saying that all public schools are bad. Gee, look at me. I'm a product of public school and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at my life. <laughs> oh, you know, li- life is what we make of it. But, yeah, know, it'll be in the upcoming book. <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> New York Times bestseller. Oh, Coming yeah. your way. Well, I don't know about New York Times, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that's she is offended by seeing these. Well, she didn't say offended, but she's upset by seeing 
these American flags along with the Trump flags. And you know what? Talking about the bumper stickers. So she said she saw some offensive things about bumper stickers about Biden. Right. I can remember back as far as even when Ronald Reagan was in office, there's always been offensive bumper stickers about, you know, uh, candidates or, or, or political figures that you don't agree with. I remember seeing them back in the eighties. Oh, I do too. So, you know, why all of a sudden is it, is it bad? I mean, you know, freedom of speech. If you actually have freedom of speech, don't you have the freedom to say, you know, da 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 sucks or da 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 is is you know not my president i mean where do you draw the line on freedom of speech right i thought it was as as long as you didn't infringe on someone else's rights you had the right of freedom of speech but evidently that's not true in the liberal mind well it slowly seems like it's starting to fade away donald Wayne. well i think the liberals want to coin whatever they they decide freedom of speech involves and uh i don't know why why people would allow that to happen actually that's not freedom of speech by the way no it's the opposite of freedom of speech so if you want if you want to see that little uh two and a half minute segment of mara gay talking about what she doesn't like on long island that'll be on facebook later tonight hmm well, I mean, really, um, that'll get the blood pressure up late at night. <laughs> um, you know what? He, he we talked about it at the beginning of the show. We heard a lot going on about Kamala Harris in the news lately, haven't we? Oh, more than I want to hear. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of people that are criticizing um, the way she's handling the border crisis. Uh, wouldn't she put in charge of that? Uh, yeah, uh, three months ago. Yeah, he's that um, uh, should be taking the lead on the board, but I don't know what that means. Obviously, yeah, not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, when is she actually going to have to physically go to the border? You know, um, oh, who says we're doing she's doing great? Oh, well, that's Doss. <laughs> that hey, is tongue look, in cheek. Yeah, right. you have you have the right to share your opinion on here, Doss. Oh, is he serious about that? Is he? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, you do have the right to your absolutely, absolutely, absolute right. freaking All right, um, wave that flag, America. That's right. We have the right uh, to feel that way, America. America. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you would think we get more out of the, um, um, well, I'm just going to call vice president because there was another word I was going to say, but it would have come out wrong. So, is it in the article? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, she said, so "What Harris is supposedly in charge of addressing um, the crisis that was caught flat-footed." Uh, one writer puts it. Um, <laughs> by a very simple question, uh, which is expectations too high. Exactly. Yeah. Dawson, well, exactly. you know what? Um, well, you know, we, cause she, she's not answering the question whether she's actually going, has a trip planned to the border or not. Um, 
And the article writer, and this one came from the Washington Examiner by Beckett Adams. Um, Harris refused to say if she personally has plans to go to the border um, and instead fumbled about what, with nervous laughter, that little cackle we were talking about. A yes, ago. Uh, that um, endearing quality. Right. Uh, you know, in some odd non sequitur moment about visiting Europe, you know. She's talking about more the importance of Europe. Uh, whoa, whoa! I'm, I'm not now, sure. I'm sure we got but... pictures about uh, you know that we just didn't get them in election time. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so Harris said at some point, you know, we're going to get uh, we're going to the border at some point. She said uh, we've we've been to the border now. That's the problem. It's it's again, and we've had we have then we had something um, a few shows ago talking about. Uh, I think it was a Wacky Wednesday show where I brought up the right words, and if you don't use the right punctuation, and yeah, all this kind of stuff, wasn't that? So she said we've been to the border. She has not been, so therefore there's not a we have or we've been <laughs> because. Well. She has not been in there, so other um, people would be appropriate. Other people have gone to the border, maybe, Kamala. Okay, uh, okay. I, I did hear something, though, Dennis Lee, just, oh, just before showtime. Yes. I saw her on, I think this was an interview. It may have been before, she, I think it was last year before the election, but... <laughs> She said uh, she did go to the border when she was in California. She did go to the border at San Diego or right below she, San Diego. When she was vice president? No, no, not when she was vice oh, president. Oh, well, this but she, She's not saying, oh, I've been since I've been vice president. She, she yeah, said, we've been to the border. <laughs> so oh, my God. I think she went over to Tijuana or something. Oh, Is that Lord. Tijuana that's over there south I don't of think that San Diego? Donald Wayne. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't either. I but. mean, going to cross the border to get some loose liquor. I don't think that really counts. Um, loose liquor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have to scoop it up? What? What is loose liquor? You have to lasso it, Donald Wayne. Those things okay. are hard to catch. Um, that. Uh, oh yeah. Liquor. Don't, once you get across the border, don't come. Don't come. I know oh, that was so oh, sincere, oh, wasn't it? I mean, oh my I'm sure a lot of people said, what? You're provoking him. <laughs> the border's um, closed. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, she, I'm, well, I'm no, trying to she, behave myself here. She keeps saying that, you know, she said like three different times that they, we've been to the border. So, yeah. And then Lester Holt said, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you haven't been to the border. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. Did I steal the Lester Holt thing? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's, and then, the, which uh, she responded, and I haven't been to Europe. I mean, I don't understand the point you're making. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, let she me probably explain had that, it to uh, you. Yeah, that that weird cackle that she has. Uh, that yeah, she leans cackle. back and yeah. just kind of spews. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, she's like, she said, you know, she's trying to defend that she's not discounting the importance. Um, but, you know, uh, 
Democratic Congressman Henry Culler of that, I guess, of Texas. Um, Holt, Holt continued to say, as a border district uh, has said you, that to you and President, come on, you need, uh, you need to see this. Um, and then what did what did she respond to that? She said, um, I, "I care about listen. I, I care about what's happening at the border." Um, Harris said, adding, "She's very busy now, exploring the root causes of the immigration crisis." Well, by the time by the time she's finished uh, exploring the root causes, um, it may be worse than it was when she got put on the job. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I mean, they, do you actually I'm, have to figure it out? I mean, is it is it really mind boggling to people in the government why people are coming to this country illegally? Right. I wouldn't think that it would be really be a question that we have to really spend money on unless, you know, they're saying, okay, how many are um, fleeing violence? But, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I like, I'm, I, I'm sure they could do some study, but got her to the top. Um, I, <laughs> just kept pushing her along, huh, Doss? Um <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So the yeah the uh, she's not able to backpedal her way out of those questions. Um. You know. So Irish, the writer. Hey, Irish. Iris. Oh, Iris. Did you say Irish? Oh, it could be. It could. We'll see. (laughs) Well, okay. But then it'd be a house cleaning. So that'd be weird. Uh, What is an house? I don't know. I think they hunt those in the woods somewhere. Um, so, yeah, the writer says Harris brings nothing to the table. She's clearly in overhead. She can't even fake an answer to an easy, 100% uh, predictable question about the immigration crisis. Um, so, But, yeah, she's the number two person in the White House. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Yeah, we're but, not really sure who the number one is, but uh, yeah, well, this is true. This is true. She could be number one, you know, um, about to find a number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That probably didn't come out right. Yeah, it didn't. I, I was trying to avoid any reference to those oh, numbers. But, yeah, uh, I did see something else. Oh gosh! Now I forgot. I was. It came to me while you were talking about oh. Uh, some. Oh, they were showing. There was a couple of reporters on the ground for Fox in. Uh, where was she in Guatemala? Yes, she was in Guatemala. Okay, so they had a couple of reporters in there, and they were talking. They said they've gotten out and talked to the people uh, around the city that they were in, and. Uh, uh-huh. Those people are concerned that any money that the Americans give to that government there is going to be wasted and it will not end up benefiting the people because they keep saying the government is corrupt. So, Mm. you know, we obviously haven't figured that out, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we can't do anything in this country unless we spend a couple of million dollars on a study first. Anyway. Figure out. 
Yeah. What's, uh, what's wrong? Yeah, that's all, that's all I got on her for right this second. That's about all I can stand. Oh, okay. What'd you say? That's all I got on her. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what? all I have on her. <laughs> okay. That's about all I can stand. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's... There's a lot going on. Uh, I don't guess BP's in here tonight yet, is he? Dad Gummit, I, 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 no, I haven't seen him. I moved this story to number two because I thought, well, surely he'd be in here by now. But uh, BP suggested this uh, story he found. I've never seen this site before. It's called Louder with Crowder. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, no. I don't think we're allowed to look at those channels. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I mean, know. Uh, you know, I am careful when BP sends something <laughs> to us. I, I make sure that my malware is working real well before okay, I open well, it. Well, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and it seems like we, we may have talked about something like this before, but I'm. Oh, okay. Uh, since he just recently sent it, and I think it was earlier uh, or late last week, but uh, sent it to our email. It's called uh, Democrat Demands. Gender equality in crash test dummies. Wow. Have you seen, have you heard about that? I have not. It's under a heading woke culture. <laughs> woke culture. That's um, surprising. So it's an article by Brodigan. Oh, it's only a one name kind of person there. Brodigan. Anyway, it's talking about Eleanor Holmes Norton. She's the D.C. Democrat who is kind of like a congresswoman, but they don't let her vote, which, you know, I never really realized that whole situation with D.C. Uh, until this past year when they started breaking it down and talking about, well, you know, D.C. has, you know, some representation, but they don't get to vote. Uh, but anyway, this Eleanor Holmes Norton, she's the D.C. Democrat. And she's a congresswoman from D.C. area, but uh, she does not get to vote. But she's demanding gender equality in crash test dummies. Okay, so now now we're going to have gender equality in inanimate objects. What? Um, let's see. Just when you think you're at the end and there can't possibly be anything else for progressives to signal their virtue and flatulence over. <laughs> they Did hit you with flatulence. It's in the article. I'm, I'm just reading it. Oh, I'll, oh I'll kick out the uh, really ugly words, but that, you know, flatulence, that's a normal thing. We've had stories about flatulence. Well, we have. Yeah. Cow flatulence, sheep um, flatulence. I mean, uh, so just yeah. <laughs> uh, signal the virtue and flatulence over. They hit you with crash test dummies. Um, I wonder who does the spell checking on these articles. But anyway, this uh, spells woman. She'll say flatulence. <laughs> uh, they spell woman W O M Y N. Is there a new spelling for woman? Or women? Uh, no, no, not that I'm aware of. Okay, well, this one's spelled W-O-M-Y-N. I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. Women aren't being suitably represented in the crash test dummy community, according to Eleanor Holmes Norton. Uh, and then it goes on to explain, well, she's uh, the non-voting representative of Washington, D.C., 
says the lack of female crash test dummies means that vehicle collisions risk for women are not adequately studied. So women have achieved equality on the road when it comes to driving, but when it comes to safety testing to keep them safe on the road, they are nowhere near achieving equality, Norton said in a statement. (laughs) So, um, golly, I mean, what we've achieved equality when it comes to driving. I mean, haven't women always been driving cars? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know that was a thing, but maybe it was. Uh, I mean, I didn't know either. That's, that's news to me. So the reporter goes on to say, to be clear, she's talking about the human shaped items that get put in minivan and driven into a brick wall and not the nineties band. Was there a nineties band? Oh, there was one crash test dummies. Was that a band? Oh yeah, it was. Okay. Actually. And it says, well, it was not the band she's talking about. And because I shouldn't be the only one suffering from ear aids right now, I'm not sure what, what that reference is about. Um, two things. One, they do not make, oh, they do make female crash test dummies. I saw, photo, I saw photos when I went looking for this blog post thumbnail. I would have used one, but was afraid her dummy chesticles would set off female sensors. What? Her dummy testicles. Chest no chesticles. I guess oh. she's talking about boobs. I'm not oh, sure. Well, why couldn't she just say boobs? Well it's a guy that's writing the article. I don't oh, know. Well, I mean is that offensive? I uh, what I, shouldn't he rather said breast? Well I would think that would be better than chesticles because I, I had to ponder over that one a minute. What are we talking oh, I about? I mean chesticles is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give them that let's write it down we can use it on another show yeah. uh, the, that's the one thing the, the other thing is Eleanor's claim that men and women have differences in anatomy as well as average neck strength and posture can we get a workflow for when we're allowed to admit boys and girls are built differently <laughs> because wait, wait, did you just say neck strength the article says that. I, yeah, I did say that. It says next strength okay. and posture. Okay. Okay. Just, I was just making sure. I'm, I'm not making this up. <laughs> Can we? Okay. I read that. All right. Because of, because after America's governor, Ron DeSantis signed his pro girl sports bill, we had another round of pretending biological men aren't made differently even as biological women are eating their dust and track meats. Hmm. We ignore science there, but science in this instance is enough for a Democrat to raise a stink. To be clear, I am pro-science in both the official NCAA standing and motor trend safety rankings. At the end of the day, I think equality is less about equality and more about being a lucrative word to use in funding fundraising letters. Zoomers hear it and blindly send their allowance to whoever claims they are fighting for it. Looking for a fashionable way to support Louder with Crowder? (laughs) Get your swag on today. Okay. Well, we're not worried about supporting Crowder, but yeah. So he's saying there are women crash test dummies. Oh, well. Um, I mean, I guess guess that would make sense, but I mean, is it really a... I mean, is, I mean, is that a gender equality issue or is that just... So, do they have... Well, they, I'm sure they have kids then, too. 
and maybe a pet in there somewhere. You know, yeah, you got to put the fluffy, little pooch in the car too. Yeah, because, fluffy uh, strapped into a seatbelt <laughs> to see if that'll hold. So, hey, I'm looking at the crash test dummies. There's a mama. And there, well, I guess I can't say that. I don't know how I can say it. Of course, none of them have hair. They're but beings, I guess. They're <laughs> representative of some human form, but there's yes, there's yeah. there's a guy and a child and the one with the chesticles. So ah. anyway, that Sorry. so the ridiculousness of this is is that somebody, some representative, is making an issue of that in Congress. <laughs> so it figures. That's what they're talking about. Golly. And and we want to make these people a state. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, Dennis uh, Lee. Well, um, I mean, I'm so hung up on chesticles. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet you can. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if there's, I can get There's you. a joke or two in there. It's <laughs> in Donald Wayne. <laughs> That's right, dancing in the street, Donald Wayne. Um, did you see the video about the three women dancing on top of a moving Chicago police car? Yeah, um, and I almost <laughs> had that as a topic, but I saw. I, fortunately, I saw yours, and I, I I do have a few things to say about that. <laughs> hey, oh, uh, hey, Cummings, how are you? Hey, Cummings. Um, so so sorry for your loss, Cummings. Um, glad to see you here. Haven't seen your show on. Um, yeah, the um, yeah, three women were on top of a moving Chicago police car, dancing. Um, the police are investigating the um, the viral video that shows the three women dancing on top of a police car while it slowly drives down the street. Donald Wayne. Um, that was a weird video, by the uh, way. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it was posted on YouTube originally and seen over a million times. Um, so it's got a police SUV with three people uh, that are dancing on the top of it. And then, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people filming and cheering them on. I mean, what else would you do? You know? I mean, is um, that really dancing? It, what is that called? Was that? Is it? I'm, I'm afraid to use the wrong word. Thrashing, it, moshing, uh, was it, bouncing. Is it twerking? Oh, twerking, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's unclear whether the vi when the video was recorded or what specific street it took place on, but police say they are investigating. The Chicago Police Department is aware of a video that surfaced on social media showing several females Riding on a uh, on a marked squad car, I almost said squarked. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> squarked. The 
the squark. Have you ever seen a squark car in Donald Wayne? Um, so that was director, uh, deputy director Tom Ahern telling that. Um, and, you know, they've had a lot of um, a big spike in violence um, over there, Donald Wayne. Yes, they have. And Chicago uh, is horrible. Uh, what do they say? Uh, five people were killed and over 50 were injured in shootings. Was um, that over the weekend? Uh, over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last year, what murders were fifty percent? They went up fifty percent, including eighteen people who were killed in just one day alone in May twenty twenty, making it the bloodiest day in Chicago history. Which I have a hard time believing that from you know from maybe going back to the prohibition days or back in the gangster days or whatever. Um, but yeah, the majority of voters in the recent polls said that. Crime is a primary concern, and almost 70% of them polled said Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has done a fair or poor job dealing with the issue of gun violence. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I know why the, 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 the squad car was driving so slowly, because if you look, I mean, you know, Fox kept showing it over and over and over. And I kept looking closer and closer. I said, the one on the hood, that was, that was, uh, you know, that was, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Hmm. Did, did you see it that closely, Dinsley? No. You should go back and look at that. Oh, no. I can see, uh, like I said, once you pay attention to how, how they're actually acting on the hood, I think there was actually another uh, person on top of the car that was doing the same kind of movements. I mean, it the was gyration, the gyrations. <laughs> yes. I mean, and, yeah, or and, you can just tell them, Donald Wayne, no, this is a family show, Doss. Um, I know. I, I just, I'm trying to find nice ways to describe it. But uh, um, that's, well, that's why know, they were going slowly. Hey, uh, Cor Corman Biat, welcome. Um, well, then we go from that to a half-naked woman smashes up two Florida restaurants and takes on cops. Um, that came out of the Daily News. Half-naked so, woman? Yeah, this 50-year-old uh, old young lady at, uh, in Ocala, Florida, is accused that she's... Uh, just causing all kinds of craziness at a local um, diner or eatery or restaurant last week. And uh, she raised a healthy outback state a steakhouse. <laughs> and then she went, uh, she went, she got naked and tossed liquor bottles everywhere, just freaking out. Uh, the Ocala Police Department reported, reportedly got a call Tuesday of an out of control, topless woman. At Mojo's restaurant, they should get some props. Hopefully, they've got good food because everybody's going to want to know what goes on at the Mojo right now. So, um, <laughs> restaurant it says the Mojo woman at the Mojo's restaurant was pounding on tables and even flipped over a few tables <laughs> before uh, trying to get into a customer's car. And when cops arrived, uh, she was in an automobile. That she said uh, she'd been, and people said she'd been driving recklessly. 
Um, yeah, just uh, police were en route to the restaurant. First responders got a call about a woman behaving in a similar fashion at an Outback Steakhouse just down the road. So it just started happening everywhere all of a sudden. She was just gone in a flash. Um <laughs> There was shattered glass everywhere in the bar area. Uh, and this lady was holding up a liquor bottle and she hurled a liquor bottle at the cops. Where where was this? <laughs> this is in Ocala, Florida. Ocala. So the first bottle missed the cops, but then she started throwing more. Um, you know, she and then allegedly she grazed an officer's arm and got him wet. Um what? <laughs> yeah, then like uh, Doe said, the arresting officer said they used tasers to bring down the enraged woman. Um, that you must know. have been a sight. She was transferred to a medical facility for treatment, and uh, once there, um, she claimed the outburst occurred because the Mojo Grill owner, who she, uh, whom she found dishonest, would not serve her. So. Yep. If you don't get what you want at the restaurant, I guess take off half your clothes and start chunking liquor bottles at people. I can only imagine what that's going to cost. Yeah, I I don't think that I would advise anybody to do that. No, the whiskey bottles alone, I'm sure, were you know, 40, 50 bucks a pop. Yeah, liquor's <laughs> gone up like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a high demand out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of alcoholics last year. So, the last little 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 jewel in here in this corner um, is: um, Did you hear that Russian scientists revived a twenty four thousand year old worm, and it's already cranking out kids? <laughs> no, I that that's yeah. a new one on me. Yeah, it was must have been frozen in its prime. Um, um, where'd they find it? This is, in the in the Siberian permafrost, Donald Wayne. Jeez. In Russia. Yeah. Actually, people actually go up there? I guess. No telling what they do up there. I've seen uh horror movies like that. Um they call it a rotifer. <laughs> um has a has itself a little old brain and everything. It can re- reproduce with it. Yeah, can reproduce without a partner. So um, <laughs> well, <laughs> again, <laughs> I say it again. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, oh, I have family. So, so they say this is an animal with a nervous system and a brain and everything. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so because they've had, well, I think one other thing, uh, a nematode worm that was actually older at <laughs> 30,000 years. Uh, but this is the on, the oldest known rotifer. And I thought it was interesting that they would um, defrost this damn thing and then it starts moving around and reproducing at a high rate. And everybody's <laughs> just enamored by it. And uh, have they what? not seen that movie, The Thing? You know? Oh, yeah. Going to mess around with something that's been frozen in the ice for thousands of years. Yeah, but start. And, oh, what's what's the worst that could happen? 
release something that you know should have died out uh that nature took out and then they're going to release something like that some kind of semi-sexual worm um (laughs) (laughs) i mean really Um, i don't think we ever really knew what that was though in, in in that movie did we no some kind of replicator um that was that was. I mean, wasn't it kind of that. blobbish like because everything that it captured right. it became part of the being and yeah, it had to yeah. form the bones and flesh and whatnot. Yeah, that was um, creepy. Love that movie. Like the old black and white one too. Um, yeah. Well, they're actually um, they're actually rotifers are really really tiny. They're about one fiftieth of an inch, not one fifteenth. One fiftieth of an inch. <laughs> um, How do you measure that? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Some dude's got to be really, really yeah. patient, or woman, yeah. man, or woman, or non-binary. How can you read that tape measure? <laughs> I mean, you dude, you've been looking at that for an hour now. Um, yeah, but they they uh, they spend most of their time getting eaten by other organisms. But who knows what being thawed out after twenty four thousand years? And then mess with by a Russian scientist will do to a worm. So only time will tell. Is that the next big one? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the next plague coming from Russia. I don't know. Something they thought out. Um, don't know what happened to them. But that's all from uh, over here in the corner. Um, that's enough weirdness on that. That's. That's why they call it the corner. Yes. That's that's a little. I mean, it's amazing what what they spend money on. I'm right. sure they they justify that research. Maybe we can uh, come up with something to take out the Americans. Mm-hmm. That's just. I don't think you're supposed to play with. It. I mean, didn't we learn that lesson in Jurassic Park? Right. That you're you know you just can't bring things back that were eliminated by nature. Oh, and that was a little old mosquito that wasn't even moving. This, these <laughs> things are they're having babies like rabbits. Have you ever seen a piece of amber as big as it was in that uh, Jurassic Park I, movie? No, I never have. Well, I've seen I little pieces. Back, I, I may have seen that in a museum or something. Yeah. Uh, don't really remember. <laughs> it's so long since I've been to a museum. Uh, have you been to that was, one up in Cartersville? Speaking of museums. Yeah, I have, yeah. Uh, is that is that they neat? Have a, they have a planetarium there. You know what's interesting about planetariums, Donald Wayne? Uh, you can yeah. see all. BP's the planets. not here, so you don't have to go there. <laughs> It'd be wasted. It'd be wasted. Oh, the downloads! I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. They have a cowboy museum there too, not not the Dallas Cowboys, but right, but, uh, Western Cowboys. No westerns. All right. Well, you know our our friend Dinesh D'Souza, right? You familiar yes. with old Dinesh? Old Dinesh, that guy. I tell you what. Yeah, he's he's been in trouble with the federal government a few times, but uh, he's still cranking out material. You used All to right. see him on Fox a lot, but he has not been as visible lately. But uh, he actually has a podcast that he does with some other gentlemen. Oh, really? 
Yeah. yeah. I, I, who doesn't have a podcast now? Mm. I think I think the guy that that is true that cleans our gutters has a podcast. So really, <laughs> yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Step one: put your ladder up against the house. So Dinesh uh, did this article in the Epic Times. It's called an orchestrated hoax, and he's talking about uh, the COVID nineteen right. response and its origins. If you if you've noticed on the news lately, they're starting to go ahead and admit, well, the possibility that it was created in the lab and escaped is becoming more real, you know, and people are starting to have to admit it, especially since those emails came out, you know, Dr. Fauci's emails, correspondence. So Dinesh digs into that a little bit deeper on what he does here. And so he goes on to say it can now be publicly and can now be said publicly the massive public campaign to convince and even compel the world to accept the idea that SARS COVID-19, the virus that caused, oh, well, it says SARS COVID-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 arose naturally from a meat market in Wuhan was a hoax. Oh, really? That's what he's saying. The gory details are contained in a bombshell investigative report in the magazine Vanity Fair, which Vanity Fair has had a couple of articles lately, which are just kind of unlike them, you know, uh, things that they don't normally cover. This alone is surprising, he says. Vanity Fair is a cultural and trends magazine not noted for this type of serious inquiry. Yet Catherine Iban in-depth article is thoroughly researched with multiple named sources and written in the style of a detective story. The first question to ask is, how did we get a scientific and media consensus that SARS-CoV-2 was originally came from the Wuhan meat market? The answer is a group letter signed by leading virologists that appeared in the reputable science publication, The Lancet. This article dismissed theories that suggested SARS-CoV-2 might have come from the Wuhan lab as conspiracy theories that were flatly rejected by the scientific community. Apparently convinced they had to listen to the science, the Lancet statement convinced media around the world to revel, uh, to revile public figures, especially politicians such as Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, for even asking for an investigation into where the COVID-19 came from. Cotton was almost universally dubbed a kook for even raising the possibility of debunked and discredited theories. Digital media promptly imposed the strict regime of restrictions, banning, shadow banning, and deplatforming of users who were deemed to share such misinformation, acting on the recommendation of its so-called fact-checkers. Facebook took down millions, perhaps tens of millions of posts supposedly conveying the false notion that SARS-CoV-2 might have leaked out from that lab. But what Vanity Fair exposes is the behind-the-scenes mechanism for how the Lancet statement was produced. According to the article, it was organized by a zoologist named Peter Dansk, 
himself involved in U.S. government-funded research aimed at the making of deadly viruses in labs. Dask has worked in close collaboration with uh, Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina. Dask Group, EcoHealth Alliance, has worked directly with China's Wuhan laboratories to research coronaviruses and potentially make them more contagious and more lethal. That doesn't make sense to me, but they they say they do that in order that they can study that progression and, and make sure that they have ways to stop it if it happens naturally. But then, uh, of course, that is if we trust them to do that kind of research. Um, the purpose of such gain-of-function research is to study viruses, to understand them better, and to develop better cures in case pandemics arise. But of course, such research is very dangerous because viruses could, through accident or negligence, be released and cause the very pandemics they are designed to prevent. When Dask learned that a virus was causing global havoc, he moved quickly to line up a group of virologists to declare without any persuasive evidence whatsoever that COVID-19 had a natural origin. It might seem puzzling why prominent scientists would agree to sign a letter taking a position on something which there was no valid scientific evidence. Why would they do this, he asked. The one word answer is money. Figures like Dansk and institutions like EcoHealth Alliance that receive large amounts of government money typically package those funds into subgrants that are dispersed among researchers and research institutions around the country. Consequently, there's a large group of virologists who are, in a sense, in Dansk back pocket. They have a financial vested interest in doing whatever he wants, and moreover, they, like Dansk, have a stake in camouflaging the possibility that their type of work caused a global pandemic with millions of deaths and untold ruin in its wake. So anyway, Dansk organized that Lancet statement, but he, uh, with the intention of concealing his role and creating the impression of scientific immunity. In an email address to Barrick, Dansk said, no need for you to sign the statement, Ralph. Dansk explained that neither he nor Barrick should sign the declaration, so it has some distance from us and therefore doesn't work in a counterproductive way. Dance said, we'll put it out in a way that doesn't link it back to our collaboration so we maximize our independent voice. Otherwise, it looks self-serving and we lose impact. In the end, Barrick didn't sign. Dance did, and at least six others who signed the statement either worked at or received funding from EcoHealth Alliance. What we have here is a group of scientists actively involved in cooking up potentially deadly, deadly viruses and possibly involved in a dangerous collaboration with the Wuhan lab. lab, lab. It may have helped cause the death of millions working in concert to create a false public impression of scientific consensus when they knew perfectly well that there was no such consensus. The consequences of the COVID-19 deception jointly promoted by the scientists, journalists, digital moguls, and bureaucrats in the U.S. government, all eager to hide their possible role in a 21st century pandemic, are far-reaching 
The big lie that COVID-19 arose naturally from a meat market has stymied a true inquiry into what happened. Now we might never know. Not knowing means that preventing a future epidemic becomes that much more difficult. So the thing that really, that all of that information bothers me, but now the more I've learned about uh, these labs, and actually I heard, I think it was today, that there's also two labs similar to the Wuhan lab here in the United States. One is in North Carolina, and I believe the other, oh gosh, I think it's Arkansas. Dennis Lee, have, have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. It was Galveston, Texas. Oh, so there's there's a lab like the Wuhan lab in Galveston, Texas, but they they didn't uh, specify so the city for, for biomedical weapons. Well, it's bio research, you know, where they uh-huh. they have all these viruses and they and they alter them and they they try to change them in such a manner with with the the uh, you know under the the guise of they're trying to be prepared in case nature does it naturally but they're doing it artificially and 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 uh creating these viruses these super viruses that you know supposedly uh for good purposes but then again uh why in the world are we letting why are we funding anything in china that could be used against us i mean we're going to give them millions of dollars for research into bioweapons that they could turn around and and infect us with at any time they wanted to. I mean, does that seem uh, reasonable? Well, they also came out with a report um, a day or two ago about um, a uh, weaponized form of the smallpox um, that only the Atlanta CDC has and Russia has. So they were talking about there's a... um, there's an actual medicine about to hit the market for that too. Cause they're worried really? about it. Yeah. Well, Galveston Island seems like an odd place to have a lab. I mean, I thought that was a pretty populated Island. Um, yeah. And I thought that was more for like recreation. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the people living on Galveston Island are aware of the fact that they've got deadly viruses out there somewhere. Uh, don't they it's a, reportedly have an island like that somewhere in Disney? Like an old abandoned island somewhere down there? Where did you it's, say uh, Disney? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to bring that art. I'll bring that up on another, on a, on another what, show. Uh, what abandoned island? I didn't know there was an island. Yeah, in the middle of a lake? There. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll have to find the story. I, I've heard it before, and I might have even used it on another show but i'll i'll, I'll find it okay yeah, that's that's um the Wuhan thing you've heard i mean there's just been a ton of it in the news um here lately because now what everybody was screaming at the beginning is like well told you yeah and i you just wonder there was a lot of people that were reluctant to 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 be upset with china when that first came out and of course, probably a lot of it had to do with because Donald Trump was out in the forefront, pointing the fingers at China and 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 uh, making statements and taking steps. 
But right. uh, so any, you know, they couldn't do anything that looked like they were cooperating with him. So, you know, did they do that to our peril? Did they do that to uh, ultimately that caused a lot of deaths in this country because a lot, you know, a, a number of people that could have made a difference didn't step up and do the right thing. Yeah. I think that's what this article is leaving a question mark about. Right. It's I a mess. It's a, uh, it's a mess. Donald but Wayne. Hey people, if you live in Galveston, Texas, you might want to check out and see if you know where that lab is. Right. I'd I mean, be cause that, about that. I mean, I know it's been, over a century now, but I think it was 1900 or 1901 that Galveston Island was completely wiped clean oh, yeah. by the hurricane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're right. It was like 1901 or something. Yeah. I mean, it was, I guess, I think it's considered the worst natural it disaster. <clears throat> yeah, it is on, a, on, yeah, um, on American soil. Because uh, there was like 3,000 people that were swept out to sea. Yeah, and they just left them floating out in the ocean for a while because they didn't have they they couldn't right. get them all in. Yeah, jeez, they would have so, people washing up uh, on the shore left and right. So, is that a place that you'd really want to put a facility like that? I mean, we <laughs> wouldn't think know. so, but I don't know. Jeez, stranger things have happened, Donald Wayne. Um, like a uh, dental student on TikTok that says. She knows if someone is pregnant by looking in their mouth. You ever heard of that? Uh, um, no, I, I, I'm not quite sure how that how that uh, would work, but I'm sure you're going to tell me, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad you asked, Donald Wayne. Um, <laughs> there's an article in Health um, by Corin Miller. It says a TikTok user and fourth-year dental student, uh, Sukmani, um, said in a video that's gone viral that dentists can tell if you're pregnant just by looking in your mouth. It says this is not due, uh, not only due to the nausea and enamel erosion, but due to something called pregnancy gingivitis. Have you ever heard of that, Donald Wayne? Gingivitis? Yeah, I've heard no, of that one. Pregnant, pregnancy gingivitis. Oh, pregnant? No, that one yeah, I haven't. I've never heard, I've never heard so, of that. So. Yep, this is seen in 30 to 50% of patients um, is what they see that in, she says. Um, Pregnancy, pregnancy gingivitis, (laughs) Suka Hamani explained, causes the gums to become inflamed, tender, and red, and can lead to bleeding and sensitivity. Ouch. so plenty of people have shared their own stories. My gums bled so much during pregnancy. One person wrote, during my cleaning, uh, they were extra careful because even the smallest touch caused bleeding. Um, and then one user said, pregnancy really ruins you, doesn't it? So, I mean, um, they said, uh, so the question was, is this real? Is this a real thing, pregnancy gingivitis and they say yes the am or the ada the american dental association actually warns that women are more likely to develop gingivitis during pregnancy um in which those people who don't know what gingivitis is and it's an infection of your gums your gingivae that uh, (laughs) can 
Kim Kyrgyzve. I don't know. I had any. You do. You got one. Not that one. To swelling and tenderness. Uh, when you have gingivitis, your gums may bleed a little when you brush or floss. Um, <laughs> if left untreated, it can weaken the supportive tissues that hold your teeth in place, meaning mm. they can literally just pop on out. I thought that like, was the roots that held like your teeth chiclets. in place. Roots, the roots. Um, um, yeah, it says uh, that this is a, this is an issue among pregnant women and. Um, so they can definitely tell if you've got that because it looks different from other gen, uh, regular gingivitis, I, I guess. Um, well, they say it is. I'm not going to read the whole article. But um, <laughs> they said the first thing we got to figure out, though, first is whether they're actually washing their mouth out enough. So <laughs> if they're not cleaning their teeth enough, then it could just be poor hygiene. It may not necessarily mean they're pregnant. So they're going to call you out on that first. And then uh, and if you do have a clean set of choppers, then I guess it'll go to the other prediction. Yeah. Pregnant. Clean, clean yeah. choppers? Clean choppers. Hmm. I think that's actually an ADA term, Donald Wayne. Um, clean choppers. Uh, I don't know. I'd never heard about that ever. Not that I would, but... Yeah, because if they said that to you when you go to the dentist, you 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 would be concerned. Well, you know, and probably be in jail. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a little. You never little know what they look for in your mouth when you're when you're well, wide exactly. open. Yeah, well, and and you know, vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come out come out of oh, anesthesia. And the, oh, yeah. the, the dentist is smiling. Yeah, they said they were my family. <laughs> uh, uh, volley on to you, Donald Wayne. Realize that you're missing about eight teeth. Yeah, I was only supposed to get one taken out. <laughs> and you left that one in. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? We won't charge you for the ones we did do. So go on ahead. Give them a lollipop there, Susie. I told um, you that story about... Uh, it was last year I was going to this new dentist. Unfortunately, mine retired after so many years, and I've been struggling to find one to replace him. And I uh, went to this one, and I had I have a tooth that probably should be pulled, but I was considering letting him do it. And I asked the dentist, I said, "So, uh, so do y'all pull teeth here?" She says, "Well, some of us do." I said, "So are you? Are you?" Do you pull teeth? Well, if I have to, <laughs> I said, so do you feel like you can do this? This is my question. I'm trying to find a comfort level here. Well, I think so. I never, I haven't. Oh, they were, having a, they were having a good time. With yeah, and she wasn't that. laughing either. It was like, oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I mean, she was too old to be a dental student, but uh, so, I look, don't here's, know. A, here's another one asking me if I can do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I, Watch what I do to him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, give me, give me till next week. I'll be off probation. So, yeah, I just we'll pulled my own out five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> look. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um, well, I I actually have a story here sent to 
me by Crimson, which oh, is, cool. is different. And this one is uh, a Dennis Lee kind of story. I mean, I almost oh, feel like I should have sent it um, to you to um, let um. you do it. Well, let's see how weird this gets. And and I, I started to save it for tomorrow night, but I decided, what the heck? Go ahead. What uh, the heck? It says that it's a true story. It's from, uh, I'm not sure what this site is. It says LAD Bible. It says news entertainment and categories. I, I don't know. I've never been here uh-huh. before. Uh-huh. But again, it was submitted. And and. Uh-huh. We always tried, you know, people take the time to send us things. We like to yeah. try to use them. Try as to long be accommodating. As, yep. as long as they're not laced with profanity or, uh, or you know. Pornographic any, material. Yeah, um, or anything BP. racist. But <laughs> the uh, the story title is, and this is by Tom Wood, who works over at Lad Bible. I guess the only way oh, I know yeah. how to say it. Okay. It says, uh, true story of woman kept in a box for seven years. Now this kept in a box. Kept in a box. And then there's a picture of it, and I'm, hopefully it looks like I'll be able to post it to Facebook. Oh my, oh my. But it's, it's kind of an old story, although <laughs> Tom Wood, who is the uh, reporter who did this, it was just he just posted it on June the 8th, which is today, uh, by the way. Oh. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's kind of... It, it says here, and there's pictures with it, but obviously you'll have to wait till you get to Facebook to see that. As a forewarning, he says, this is a pretty grim tale, but if you're into bizarre stories and true crime, have you ever heard of the kidnapping of Colleen Stan? Uh, no. That name doesn't know. Oh, good. I'm, I feel better that you're not familiar with this story. Uh, Colleen was a hitchhiker trying to make her way down from Oregon to California on the Pacific coast of the United States. She never made it to her destination because she was picked up by a couple, Cameron and Janice Hooker, who kept her as a sex slave for seven years, during many of which she spent 23 hours a day locked in a box. It's terrifying and a great reason you should be very careful about accepting the generosity of strangers. Colleen was an experienced hitchhiker which I guess a lot of people in California probably were though suggesting this sort of thing could happen to anyone. If they're not careful, Colleen was 20 years old at the time of her kidnapping back in 1977 and was headed to California for, uh, headed to California. Oh, okay. Oregon to California, uh, headed to a California for a friend's birthday. She initially felt confident taking a ride from the hookers, which that sounds odd having turned down two previous rides from others. However, she said that she heard a voice while they were stopped for a bathroom break that told her to run and jump out a window and never come back. Colleen should have obeyed that voice. When the car entered the isolated area, Cameron put a knife to her throat and said she was taken as a sex slave and imprisoned in a head box, which is pretty much exactly what you're probably imaging a wooden box designed to trap someone inside with only their head on the outside. Throughout her lengthy ordeal, she was repeatedly subject to all manner of sexual and physical abuse by Hooker, who had agreed with his wife that he should have a sex slave. Eventually, Colleen was made to sign a contract that kept her in slavery for life. She was threatened with death if she tried to escape, as well as 
a mysterious uh, organization called the company that Cameron claimed would harm and torture her family if she ran away. As well as the head box, she was also kept in a wooden box beneath the bed by the hookers. Colleen used her faith to survive as well as complying with Cameron's many demands that eventually led to greater freedom, such as the ability to leave the box for exercise and sometimes to work. In 1981, she was allowed to visit her family, who believed she joined a cult. Cameron eventually became wary of offering her too much freedom and kept her under the bed in a wooden box for three straight years, only allowing her out at night for food and torture. In 1983, she was allowed to take a job, and Cameron told her he wanted her to become his second wife. That led Janice Hooker to come forward about her own abuse at her husband's hand. She told Colleen he was not a member of the company, causing her to leave and get a bus back home. Colleen did not initially report Cameron to the police because she claimed Janice convinced her to give him a chance to reform. However, after three months, Janice herself turned in her husband. She also claimed that Cameron had kidnapped, tortured, and murdered another girl in 76, but no evidence could be found of this, so no murder charges were filed. Cameron was sentenced to 104 years in prison at his trial in 1985 with Janice testifying against him. Colleen still lives in California, and so does Janice, but both have both since changed their name. So they got pictures of Colin, or I mean Cameron, I'm sorry, here. And it's amazing sometimes how these people kind of look normal. You know, these these deranged um, people who kidnap and, and murder individuals. All right, all right. But they show they show one box of her laying down. It almost looks like a coffin. They got something over her face. I think that's the one that they shoved under the bed. And then uh, they show another box with a hole at the top. Right. Uh, where she could stick her head out of that box. Jeez. And um, under it says, yep, that's the head box that that they kept her in. But here's one picture of her hugging uh, Cameron. So, you know, maybe it's that thing. They say sometimes people, uh, when they're captive like that, sometimes they once they do have an opportunity to leave, it's hard for them to do that after they've been ca- in captivity for so long. That's such a, I'd never heard that story before, but no, I, I, that's, uh, that's insane. Um, yeah. And there's another weird story, Bloy, but I may save that one for tomorrow night. Oh no. Um, do um, tell Donald Wayne, do tell a woman wakes up to find blood dripping from her ceiling. What? From a corpse up upstairs. What? Okay, now it's that's tomorrow late. night on Wacky no, Wednesday. No, no. <laughs> oh man, we're all, we're all gathered around the campfire. Somebody go get me some popcorn real oh quick. Oh my gosh, what is Dude. it? That's just. It's, is it gross? It's showing where the blood dripped through the floor. Oh okay. my! She said she had. Oh no, I'll wait for tomorrow night. Okay. What in the Sam? <laughs> it's on. It's on uh, this site called uh, Lad LAD Bible. 
Oh, wow. Don't know. It says news entertainment okay. and categories. Wow, interesting. Man marries sloth. Oh, okay. really? All right. Okay. Well, back to happens. you, Dennis Lee. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. It does. It does. Um, it used to be faster. I mean, really. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, I switched my story up from the one that I had submitted for the end because uh, on my little part because um, it was just just put it. It's just too. It was just too gross, people. So what, was it worse than mine? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I remember the title now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. about that. Right. It was a little too questionable, so I just, <laughs> I just uh, decided not to go with that. Um, <laughs> well, so might have been a good choice. That's good. You know, people need to sleep tonight. Um, you know that Nevada is banning non-functional grass. Um to combat the drought they've got going on there. I mean, everybody has to do their part, right? Hey, just duck. Hey, Moxie to um, help out with the the drought conditions that continue to plague that area. When you said grass, I first thought you were talking about something else, but the grass. Yeah. Uh, Hey, just they're they're banning grass, (laughs) right? Uh, You know, make up your mind Um, because they get their, their water. One of their, primary sources is the Colorado River, right? So um, so the band targets non-functional turf, which is a, a grass that no one uses uh, at office parks and street medians at housing development entrances. Uh, single-family homes and parks and golf courses are exempt from the law. Say, according to the Associated Press, the measure will ban about 40% of grass in the Las Vegas area, which gets around 90% of its water supply from the Colorado River. So they're trying to uh, take away. Hey, BP, welcome. Um, hey, you BP. know, what the water would be used to keep uh, looking nice and plush. So the ban will go into effect in 2027. So if you're going to grow your grass in those little places, those little nooks and crannies, you better do it now. Um, Because 2027, they will be a ban in Nevada. It says it's incumbent upon us for the next generation to be more conscious of conservation and our natural resources, water being particularly important. Um, Yeah, they should ban weeds, should they not? Um, weeds weeds yes so the um, governor was pointing out to a picture showing a bathtub ring as passengers fly into las vegas around lake mead um as a reason they they need to really clamp down on water conservation so they say uh, the law will require about six square miles of grass uh, the, to be replaced in the metro Las Vegas area, um, the Associated Press reported. Um, they can conserve 10% of its total available Colorado, Colorado river, river, water, river water supply and save approximately 11 gallons per person per day by doing such. Um 
Yeah, other local uh, and state governments have enacted temporary grass bans as well throughout the droughts. Um, but uh, Nevada is the first one to outright ban uh, the use of certain grasses altogether. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I remember um, when uh, it, Tucson, Arizona was having a problem because when people started moving to Arizona and they were, you know, they were moving out there from areas where they had grass, you know, lawns and things. And, and of course, the reason a lot of people moved to Arizona and uh, I guess New Mexico is because of the low humidity and, and the cleaner air and you didn't have the allergy issues, except the people moving there wanted to bring that stuff with them. You know, they wanted to, they wanted sod and they wanted right. trees and, and bushes and they wanted all mm. the things that create the, the issues that they had back in their home states. Succulents. So, yeah. So you you know, it's like these liberals moving to red states and bringing their stuff with them and uh-huh. and trying to change the state they moved to. You know. Uh-huh. If you move away from something, you're not supposed to want to rekindle it, you know, at right. the same the place you're moving to. You can't have everything. Contrary to I mean there's many a day that I wish we had those uh zero scapes that you know they used to have out out west. Right. Uh you know, just rocks and dirt and dust. <laughs> right. Um, but uh then you don't have anything to mow on Saturdays. Oh well. The old dust bowl days. Yeah. The you, old dust bowl did days. You ever remember a dust storm in Texas? When the sky would turn red and um, it was never as know, bad really as it don't, I really don't remember that. I did see the dust storm that came from Africa across the ocean uh, when I was down in Savannah. The sky yeah. turned a um, a dirty red for about two days. Yeah. It was very surreal. I remember a few back in Dallas, uh, at least two times that dust from out west made it as far as Texas. Uh-huh. Um, or as far as Dallas and the sky would turn kind of red and it, it was so thick that you could actually, you know, if you had your mouth open, you could, you could end up with a mouthful of, you know, yeah. almost like sand at the beach, but smaller, Jeez. finer particles. Jeez. Don't no miss thanks. that. No, Don't miss that. All. all right. Not well, we, um, I think we finished. I think we did. <laughs> I think we I finished think we early, did, Captain. That's all right. Maybe maybe we'll get a little more sleep tonight, huh? I know, right? Um. So, if you want to do, uh, if we want to go ahead and move into the uh, regular agenda stuff for the closing, well, indeed. Um. So, uh, you know, if you are of a mind to. Twitter us, then do that on Twitter at Tristalk WG Moon. Um, I know, right, Jesta? Well, that's what they say. I mean, I do have some. I've always said that. Um, I know you have. Um, you can email us at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com with ideas, suggestions, um, complaints, pictures, BP, my goodness. And um, 
you know, we encourage you to follow us on Facebook as well. We put the articles that we use. We post the shows on there, maybe even some funny pictures as well. So um, that's it. Uh, Try Stock on Facebook. And you can catch us on these other outlets as well. Um, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Playa FM at Tristalk. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 in the p.m. of the Eastern Time Zone with Donald Wayne's mini pods in between. And I mean, really, just burning it up with the mini pods, Donald Wayne. Chucking the logs. Chucking the logs. Chucking the logs. Um, <laughs> but uh, look, we, huh? Who? What? I was just going to say, since uh, BP, we used one of your stories tonight, so oh yeah, we did. To, we'll have to go the one about the crash dummies. So we appreciate you sending that in, and uh, you'll have to go back and listen to us if you want to hear that story, right? Uh, with the what? What I call it? Uh, Chesticles, chesticles, uh, chesticles. We learned a new word tonight. Chesticles. And, and I, I tried to take us to that planet, but you weren't in the room, so I was blocked. Yep, um, yep. So. Since you weren't here, he didn't get to say it. <laughs> Save but that look, for another we, day. We we greatly appreciate you listening <laughs> and following us and um, downloading the shows. Thank you for being here. We couldn't do it without you. We love you. Yes, we appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. The closing thought is life is simple. Everything happens for you, not to you. Everything happens at exactly the right moment, neither too soon nor too late. You don't have to like it. It's just easier if you do. And that's my Byron Katie. Okay. I guess so. Byron Katie, whoever that is. Very good. All right. I'm going to do a little James Taylor going out here tonight, Dennis Lee. I mean, what the heck? What do we got? What do we got to lose? We love it. And this is, this is a new song I found a few months ago by James Taylor. Okay. Oh baby. Don't lose your lip on me. Oh wow. You got the lights. I'm flicking them now, Donald Wayne. (laughs) Stay safe, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> oh baby don't you lose your lip on me no no no
Tell me what more, what more in this world, in this whole wide world, can one good boy just one by himself man be? No. Mm -hmm. 